Hello and welcome to the JR's Gaming Podcast, where we talk about the rise of Nintendo and what this great gaming franchise has in store for us in the future of gaming, and of course, the country from which it was born, Japan. I am not joined today by Ryan Fern because today is the first episode where I'm joined by Elijah, the new temporary co-host, because Rowan is going away for a few uh, months, actually, because of his exams. And so we've got Elijah, a good friend of mine, who's also a Nintendo music YouTuber. Go and check his channel out. It'll be in the description below. He's going to be joining me, if you didn't listen to the last episode, for the next few, uh, every week, for the next few months, to talk about, uh, to go through the plan and stuff. But basically, yeah, he's the new temporary co-host. But anyway, Elijah, how are you doing this week? What have you been up to? I've been all right. I've been all right. I think um haven't done much this week, to be honest, other than yesterday. Um, oh, do you, you know what, do you know what Ninja Warrior is? Ninja the, Warrior. Yeah, the TV yes, show. Yes, the TV yes. show. Is, this, is, is it similar to, I may be wrong on this, is it similar to Takeshi's Castle? Yeah, kind know? of, yeah. The, yes. Yeah, it's one of those Japanese shows that they've shown on British TV a lot. But, yeah, um, the UK yeah. made its own version, and they've set up a lot of um, training centres across the UK. So I went 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 to one of those um yesterday. Oh, and, Ninja you know, Warrior. To, yeah, yeah, you get to try all the different climbing on the walls and the monkey bars and all oh, sorts wow. of really really difficult things. <laughs> so my whole body is completely shattered today. Oh no! Yeah, I, I... But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was really good fun. Um, yeah. definitely recommend it because it was dirt cheap as well, which oh, is wow. surprising. Oh wow! I think was it was fourteen quid for one person, which oh, I mean wow. it's not cheap cheap, but it's cheaper than you'd expect. Was that for like an adult? Because like you, yeah, for an adult. Yeah. Oh, so the kids like cheaper as well, or is it's it probably? Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it would be cheaper for children as well. So, oh wow! If you're in yeah. the UK, definitely I recommend looking online for some of those because that was really really fun. Wow! So Even you... if you're not very athletic, it's worth it. Yeah. Well, I've been sitting in my room doing nothing. You've been jumping around, going obstacle courses, <laughs> being a practicing to be a ninja. <laughs> pretty much that's, yeah that's insane. that's insane now you mention it though i remember my mum took my sister somewhere called ninja warrior so that mm. makes a lot more sense uh actually so it's like a it's like, it's like a parkour type place for my correct so it's like, yeah 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 it, that could have yeah. been the same thing yeah yeah i've been somewhere similar um mm. not ninja warrior but i've been to this trampoline park uh they're really quite big in the uk we've got quite a few and in my city um i went to a trampoline park called boost Okay. And uh, that was like that was pretty fun. I went. I remember. I remember. I went on a a date with a girl uh, to Boost, which was quite funny. About what three years ago, and it was quite funny to be fair because it's not exactly your ideal date. But I'll go go jump. <laughs> just go jump around on a, a trampoline park for a bit. But it sounds fun to be honest. It was. It was fun. I, I've got. I can't lie. It was a great time. Not exactly romantic, but you know why not? It's just. Mm. It's what I wanted to do. It's just like you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it was it was a good time. So I've been to I've been that's the only sort of um, experience I've had with that sort of stuff, like jumping around and being ma- being a total maniac. But uh, it is really fun. I can't lie, definitely definitely something I want to try. Uh, but yeah, mm. but yeah, I've been I've been actually up to a playing Animal Crossing New Leaf. That's what I've been doing. I've been not much this week. Just kind of I mean I've I've had I had a terrible terrible time. Uh, in college-wise, because has, has it snowed near you? I was I wanted to ask. Yeah, it was it snowing. Snowed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now I don't know why they actually did this, but they decided to shut my college early at one o'clock um, because of the snow. And it right. was like I was like, okay, well, okay, but it wasn't that bad though. They didn't need to shut the entire college. But the problem why it the reason why it caused a problem for me 
was because when I got on the bus, because I take the bus to go everywhere, when I got on the bus to go uh, to college, I've got to take two. So I've got to take one bus into the city, and then I've got to take one bus from the city station all the way into the college. Uh, so it's quite a long, tiring process. Right. How long does that take? Oh, roughly about under an hour and a half. Right, so okay. almost two hours, but not just 20 mm. minutes taken off. But if there's rush hour, there can be two hours on the way back. Mm. So it's a really tiring journey. Right. So I got on this bus and my bus ticket didn't work. Not when I got on the first bucket bus to get onto the into town. It was like, man, you can't get on this bus. And I was like, but this this ticket, I just activated it to know how I paid for this ticket. So he looked at it and he was like, all right, all right, mate, go, go on then, go on the bus. So I got on the bus. And, um, you know, we drove off into the city. And I was like, oh, dear. I, I hope this doesn't work again. Like, it ha- doesn't happen again. So I quickly restarted the app. Uh, and then I got off at the city. Um, and then I got onto the next bus. And I showed him the app. And uh, it did the same thing. It was like, meh, it didn't work. But I was like, sir, I literally just got this app, this app, this uh, this ticket. I don't know why it's acting like this. Please let me on the bus. And let me on anyway, uh, which was mm. kind of him as well. Second, yeah. <laughs> second bus driver uh, defeated, got on that bus, uh, free bus ride anyway. Um, and then I was just halfway on the journey there and I got a message from a friend saying, oh, college is closed, so there's no point in you coming in. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm wet, uh, I'm wet and I'm cold and I'm literally almost no. going to college. I've got to now go all the way back with no bus ticket and persuade another two bus drivers, uh, one more bus driver to go home. So I was like, oh, great. So that, that has been my week, literally just sadness and just disappointment. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was pretty rubbish, to be fair. But they, I, I really am angry. I'm probably going to sue Areva, uh, the bus app, for doing that to me. Because I literally that was paid two shots yeah. of bad luck at once. So Yeah, exactly. Oh. It, it's, just, it's just really bad. I mean, I, I, don't know, I don't understand why the app didn't work. That's what really annoyed me. The app just didn't work. Like the, the ticket was on the app. Like I bought mm. the. You know, the ticket on the app. And then when I held the ticket under the scanner from on my phone, it was just like, this is not going to work. Like, sorry. Yeah, it was yeah. like, I was like, well, what's going on there? But yeah, so not good. Not good on my side. But uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, to, to, I was going to say, moving swiftly on from uh, buses breaking down, more of an upper, I think this is more of a good news, more of an upside to the podcast. I've uh, been playing, revisiting an old game that I love so much, Animal Crossing New Leaf. You're a big fan of that as well, I'm guessing. Of course, yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah, um, but basically, there's an old house um, in the island uh, owned, owned by a friend's user that he, he doesn't use anymore. Uh, so well, I won't tell him I'm doing this, but he, he basically he, he got a house in. Well, he came, he came around my house once, played on my game, got a user set up on there, got a house on there, whatnot, and uh, he just left it. Like, he didn't ever come and play it again. Um, so I decided to convert that house into a Japanese Himeji castle. So, Ooh. so I've decided to get the design all done because you can, at the moment I'm all I'm doing right now is I'm basically I'm expanding it. I'm paying off all the loans because I've got a lot of bells to do that with uh, using a hack. So I've got loads and loads and loads of literally inf- <laughs> infinite bells. So I can literally just quickly pay off all the loans. Don't worry about that, and just make a massive castle. And then I'm going to decorate it with all the Japanese themes and make a nice sort of samurai sort of look what do you what do you think about that is that a good idea i think that sounds great honestly i've always liked um the more kind of japanese mm. you know traditional cultural style uh towns that i see mm. and all the there's a lot of good um public works projects that are japanese styled in that yeah. game as well which are great yeah yeah, it's, a great idea, yeah yeah it's really fun that's one thing i really like about animal crossing right is that you can actually 
it's literally there's kind of there's a limit of course but there's almost there's no limit to what you can do with your imagination there's a massive scale of items and options you can do to create your own sort of world that you're comfortable with so if you're going to create a J- japan you can create japan with bamboo and stuff i mean i think new horizons kind of took the borders off a bit with that and let you put items outside yeah 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 which i think was much better mm. because it means you don't have to wait a whole day for like to build something and then yeah. you know the next day build something else and it costs so much money and yeah exactly you know, and you can only have so many public work projects you can still have a lot but there's only so many so exactly. i think that was a big upgrade in new horizons but new leaf is still brilliant yeah yeah, I think they're both yeah definitely brilliant games, particularly because I've got more experience with New Leaf. I've not really got New Horizons. I've played it, but not like own the game to actually. So Same I don't way. own the game, yeah. So I want to own the game, uh, so I can come up with my own opinion on the game. <laughs> but from it does look certainly a bit graphic-wise, added a few more bugs and fish. Um, it, it, but then again, people are like, there's there's aspects of New Leaf that are better than New Horizons. I'm not really okay. Yeah, I see a lot of people online arguing that New Leaf is better than New Horizons because mm. the villagers have more character. Mm. But I kind of the thing is, for me, I played New Leaf for a whole year normally, mm. and then I actually got kind of bored of it. Like, yeah. Not, like, then, I, then I, you know, I hacked my 3ds and I um mm. basically cheated everything because it's just more fun. It is. Yet, to have more control like that is more fun and New Horizons kind of gives you the control to do terraforming and you're placing yeah. items outside so although they kind of killed off some features with the villagers they mm. did make the you know make your own town kind of you know the whole the whole thing more enjoyable in my opinion mm. I, I absolutely agree to be fair uh, it's funny you said that because I found out you know for the first year of playing Animal Crossing New Leaf I was really enjoying it you know it's fun then eventually I did everything there was to do, right? I paid off all the loans. My house was mm. how I liked it. Literally everything in the island was how I wanted it. And I was like, what next? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's nothing else once you're done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what do I do? It's just the same old you know, seasons roll by. I've collected all the bugs, collected all the fish. Everything you know, is done. I've 100%ed the game mm. in that sense, even though it's not like a, it's not like a game you can 100% completely. It's more of a, you can in a way if you collect all the items, but it's more of a simulator, so it keeps them going, I guess. Yeah, but I think that's what New Horizons does better is mm. it, you can play it for longer. You could you know, catch all the bugs, catch all the fish, but mm. you could still have things to do well exactly. after that for like a whole other year mm. at least like there's so much content to go through yeah and because you have more options to be creative it's just more fun oh it's, it's so much more to do in new horizons because i've ordered the catalog like the new you know the massive thick catalog you can get mm. i've got the entire book like here sitting on the shelf i paid 25 pounds for it and uh, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> funny enough i bought it before i got the game um, but uh, I've been reading that, and I've been very, I'm very knowledge wise now on the game, hmm. so I know what to do. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> it's, 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 there's all these designs in there and everything. But I definitely, the reason I play Animal Crossing New Leaf still, um, more or less, is to play with friends. I like my friends on, are on there. I mean, like go around each other's islands and just play and muck about. And, and some of them are hacker, some of them are hackers as well, like me. So we can like do we like generate new islands and then make them into different uh like you know like cultures and countries cultures it doesn't make sense more countries right you can create your own themes so yeah. i kind of we kind of um i used like kind of the hack right the hack stuff on the animal animal crossing new 
I can't speak today. <laughs> Animal Crossing New Leaf. Um, I kind of use the hacks for that, like you have, and like put trees in the water and stuff to make it yeah. make it look interesting. Um, which is the bamboo and stuff. I put bamboo in the water. It was really quite okay, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of more play it with friends because that's the only downside I think to New Horizons that you can't play online unless you pay for membership. What do you and think also, of that? also, the yeah. multiplayer is quite limited on New Horizons. It's just visit each oh. other's islands and that's it. But you know, oh, you right. have um, Tortimer Island on New Leaf to play games and stuff. So there oh, is there is yeah. more to do on New Leaf multiplayer-wise. So there's no Tortimer Island in New Horizons? I don't know. If, I think they added an SDLC, but that was a year after they released the game. So people were upset mm. about it. Because they yeah. kind of, I feel like um, Nintendo have had a recent trend over the years, mm. over the recent years, to um, release a game unfinished mm. and then give you the rest of it as free DLC later down the line. Mm, I think all the fans would rather just get the game in the full package to begin with. 100%. It's like annoying. Do you have to pay for that DLC? I don't think so. I think for Animal Crossing, they've done it free, but there are other games where it's, you know, paid for. Yeah, it's a bit naughty um, on Nintendo. All the new Mario Kart expansions and everything. Mm. It is, it's nice to remaster old courses, but they could have made a new Mario Kart game by now. Mm. I feel like. Yeah, 100% to be fair. Like, to keep on adding DLC is a bit... It is. It's a bit. It's, I mean, it's all right. I mean, it's just more the fact that if it was all there in the first place, particularly with Animal Crossing, right? Mm. I feel like the whole package should be there already with that sort of game. It's a simulator. Yeah, it's like they added some, but then took more away. Exactly. And they kind of slowly drip fed it to the fans because they hadn't mm. finished it. Which, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. I guess it's just, the yeah. thing of Nintendo being such a big corporation and mm. having that rush to, you know, to do well, get certain, money. Yeah. yeah. In time space, so you have to do it, but. I mean, I agree with the personally. I think the DLC with Mario Kart was probably all right because you you can play the tracks and enjoy it, and then you got the new DLC and like, wow, let's get that new DLC, and you can kind of constantly look forward to the new tracks while still playing the old tracks. So, I mean, that's all right because I guess if you're having one massive package on Mario Kart, you could like you could eventually play it all and get bored. But if you're being fed Mario Kart slowly, I feel that's. But the thing with that one, that's paid for though. Oh, is it? You have, yeah, oh, yeah, you have to pay for the Mario Kart. Oh, tracks. that makes, makes more yeah, hundred percent. That's why no. I'm not happy about it. If it was free as well, that's, yeah. that's like brilliant. But I don't think they would. The thing is, they do put a lot of work into it because they also they remastered mm. the music and all the everything. Yes. So they put a lot of effort into it. So of course yeah. it's going to be paid DLC. But they could have kind of made a mm. whole big like Smash Ultimate, where they kind of brought everything together. Yeah, need a Mario Kart that does that. I feel like you know with everything. Hundred percent. Yeah. Now you now you told me it's not, it's actually paid. That make, that brings a whole new light for me to look onto it. Uh, because mm. I probably would not pay each month just to play Mario Kart as lo- as much as I like it. It's just it'd be better if it was free. Hundred percent. It'd be way better if it was free. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's, that's a bit of a shame to be fair. I mean, I mean the fir- the very first Mario Kart Eight that came out before all the DLCs that did have quite a bit on it. Am I am I right? I think it had quite a bit mm, of stuff yeah, yeah. to do. Uh, which is which is good enough, but yeah, it still would be it'd be nice, I think, if the DLC was free, hundred percent. It's just a bit annoying to keep paying for new tracks. Or um, if they just released a new Mario Kart game, that would also be exactly yeah, an entirely yeah. Mario Kart game. Yeah, they've held on to eight for quite a while. Yeah, like uh, they had eight and then eight deluxe and then eight this and it's like mm, just make nine or ten, whatever it's going to be. Just make a new one. <laughs> yeah, I agree. To be fair, making a new one probably be more eye grabbing as well. People will want to buy it. I yeah, think they, more. they could be waiting for a for a new mm. console though, which could be in a yes. couple of years. They could be waiting for that. 
we've got uh, the uh, summer summer on this podcast. We actually are going to delve into a bit of the the some of the people in Nintendo have been speaking out on the new Nintendo Switch. We've got an update on that mm. coming up very soon, guys. Because uh, yeah, it's, it's it's quite interesting to be fair. Uh, the whole logistics of how games are produced in Nintendo and how they work as a franchise. Because it it is quite funny because they do never fail to surprise me. Like as soon as I think they're doing kind of badly they then really surprised me with the nintendo switch for instance remember in the 3ds when they released a new 3ds i thought oh no they're 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 kind of stuck now (laughs) the new 3ds is no longer new is it (laughs) yeah i remember seeing so many memes when it first came out of like the new new 3ds this that and the other yeah It's a bit, they're a bit stuck with that name because uh, it's just like the new Super Mario Bros actually came out in 2006, <laughs> a year before, a year after I was born, and now I'm 17 mm. years old. That is no longer the case. It's no longer new. Yeah, I still have <laughs> it as well. I have a really rundown cartridge mm. for the original DS. Yeah, same, same. I remember, I remember, I remember the joy that I got from playing that, and that, mm. that was that was lovely. I actually found it. My game oh, oh. when I was um, probably like what eight, seven or eight. Mm. I actually yeah. just found it. In my oh. um, in my block of flats, I just found it on the stairs. Oh, and I I thought, well, I didn't really know anyone at the time. Yeah, and I had a DS. I thought, oh, I could. It was really it was really battered, so I was surprised yeah. it actually still worked. Oh wow! Yeah, I just yeah, I found the game. You were, I you were, playing it. Yeah, you were gifted I still got the it. Game. Yeah. Wow, I just found it. it was, life just gifted you a Nintendo game. And that was it. <laughs> it was lucky. Yeah, loved it ever since. So that is that is quite nice actually. Yeah, I mean. I've never, I've never been lucky enough to discover an entire, entire like whole ass Nintendo game. No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, of that in that when you were seven or eight, though, that was, would have been quite an, a good game to play. Like it would have been still quite big. Yeah, um, yeah. Because like, we had, um, we yeah. then got the the Wii version, the mm. what new Mario again, new Super Mario Bros. Wii. Um, yeah, we had that one as well. So that's how I knew Mario from. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, then I got, yeah, I think the DS was my the DS one was my second. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. What was your first ever like? This is like a question, I think, personally for me. What was your first ever experience with Nintendo? Like, was it a Nintendo DS? Was it a Nintendo Wii? And like, was it what was your first ever game? Is it just like? I think it was. Yeah. I think it was the Wii because Mm. my brother had a DS and he gave it to me and I still got that now. Yeah. But I hadn't played it. It was his console Mm. for, um, for a time. So, I think my first Nintendo console was a Wii. Mm. I can't remember the first game, but I remember we had we got it with like Mario Kart mm. and the new Super Mario Bros. Good choice. And I think we had a bunch of like really like knockoff weird. You know, there's so many strange Wii games that exist. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, so there many, are loads. This so is... many niche like almost creepy Wii games. But we had a few of those. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, came with the Wii. But, that's um, funny you say yeah. that. Yeah, because. Um... The Nintendo, the Nintendo 3DS, I think, has that as well. Have you looked in the eShop and just seen the amount? Yeah, really of obscure games. Obscure games that are made by some company up in a shady block of flats yeah. somewhere in the middle of America. The amount of games for movies as well. Like a movie can come out and they'll make a really low quality mm. game <laughs> out of it. It's just funny to see. It's funny. It's, it's yeah. It's, it's yeah. funny. It's it's embarrassing on the developers' part, but it's also just yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's just funny how Nintendo have just let these developers into the eShop and be like, right, take <laughs> over, just go. <laughs> yeah, just go ham. Yeah. There are like there are new games coming out all the time on the eShop, but sadly you can't get them anymore because it's going to be shut down. Twenty seventh uh, of March. Oh no, 
very oh, sad. Oh, so soon. Oh, no. It is, yeah, so soon. I, mean, I was reading I, about it in October and everything. I was like, oh, that's fine. We've still got some, still yeah. got some time. <laughs> and then now it's, I f- completely forgot it's already... It's uh, already time. Too uh, late. Time just flies. It, uh, it's funny because we were actually talking about this uh, when we first had you on. That was like last year, I think. Yeah. Last year, that was it. And um and now it's March. Where, where's time gone? And the shop's gonna go. It's just yeah, time's so, flown. Yeah, it's just flown, and it's just so sad. It, like, I'm getting really sad because I can't I can't really buy anything after twenty seventh of March. So everybody, mm. funny enough, now is actually going onto the eShop and buying stuff. But uh, that's good though because there are some mm. games that are actually locked to the eShop. They didn't have a physical release. Oh yeah. So you yeah. have to. So this is basically the last chance to ever get to play the game. Exactly. There's so many games like that that people need to. There's pl- plenty of YouTube videos out there that yeah. have kind of addressed all the hidden gems on the eShop, and they aren't yeah. that expensive or anything. I would so anyone who has some spare cash, yeah. I'd recommend like before yeah. it's you know this is your last chance. Like this is your final chance. Yeah. Um, but then again, you have got a secret gem option as well. Um, that could be classed as a secret gem option. If you have a modified DS, uh, which you can do on the tutorial, you can get something called the Hate Shop, uh, and that. Um, is literally an eShop. Can be quite dodgy, I could say, because you can literally get any. You can get a CIA file. Uh, they basically uh, all the CIA files for 3DS games on the eShop are on the Hate Shop, but you can get it for free. Hmm. So, uh, but the, the, it, I think it, it gets to the point where it's a bit wrong because you can get things like Pokemon Moon, Mario Kart Seven for free, and that's like, well, you're kind of not paying the creators, are you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's some so it, for yeah. like a for a game that's like let's say 20 mm. years old, and mm. it's going to disappear. Like, fair enough. Like, Fair enough. Get it for free. It's probably not even worth 10p at this point. But for <laughs> yeah. like you know, kind of like modern Pokemon games. games, or even just older Pokemon games, like big, yeah, big games. Yeah, like Monster Hunter Stories. It's not very fair, no, because I know, uh, yeah, I know there's things like Monster Hunter Stories, which is a really fun game. I got that in the card copy, but I found yeah. it on the Hate Shop for free. So I was like, anyone could just download that right now and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So, well, but, I mean, yeah. we, we're talking about how it's unfair, but mm. last week I was saying how I'd really like the um, CIA file. Oh uh, yeah, Pokemon Black. To be so. fair, I don't think that's unfair though. I think you can play Pokemon Black for free because it's just ridiculously promised. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I think because like if yeah. you, I remember when I was a, when I was younger, you could go into a game or a CEX mm. or whatever, and you could find like a pre-owned Pokemon White, Pokemon Black, for, yeah, like, twenty quid at most. And now mm. it's upwards of like one hundred and sixty pounds. It's, it's massive. So much money, and it's not. No game is worth that much. Yeah, money. It's, it's it's like well, that's it's it's a simple little game that was released. What? A couple of years ago, about a decade ago, actually. Yeah, um, ten, years and ago, yeah. ten years ago. Yes, it is old, but does it mean to like make the price so massive? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's literally just a Pokemon story, um, like any other Pokemon story in a game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's high demand, and yeah. there's not that many of them, so obviously the people are going to exactly charge. But yeah, because there's not many around, it's rare. It's kind of. Yeah, yeah. I think as things get older, you're always going to have that. Like the Nintendo three three DS is now starting to get rare like it's, it is mm. it's slowly going i mean in 10 years time that, how much 3ds is going to go up at the price for a 3ds is going to go up and up and up mm. um yeah, but, weirdly enough a 3ds is worth more than a 2ds is it i get because of yeah. the 3d feature but i thought because the 2ds is more modern yeah it would be worth quite a bit more because i bought a 2ds when looking at 3ds's mm. and it was quite a bit cheaper than the 3ds and i thought well that's strange because you know the 2ds has updated hardware and everything yeah and that it's... is that is quite strange mm. actually it probably is because of the 3d feature i'm not exactly sure but uh yeah. i've I'm got but yeah. i don't think anyone really used the 3d feature <laughs> other than for like mario 3d land like 
Exactly, you know? it's not. It's kind yeah. of headache-inducing after a while, but yeah, I don't ever play it with a three. Like when I played on a three DS, I kind of because I have a two DS. I have my trusty two DS, which I kind of keep to myself, and I always play that, which I've had since twenty sixteen. That's what that's what I play all my games on. Um, but uh, yeah, the three D feature on a three DS kind of just annoys me. Like it just jumps out at me, and it kind of annoys me, gets in the way. Mm. It's just like oh, turn it off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I remember when I, when it first came out, mm. uh, I could go into like an Argos. And they would have it on display, and you could play it, mm. and you could play something like some, what probably like some Pokemon Mii, or like Mario, like, like a Mii Resort kind of thing. Oh, okay. Um, where you like, I remember there was like paragliding and something else, mm. but it was to show off the 3D features. Mm. I remember all the kids would play it without the 3D because you turn it on, it would just hurt your eyes. Like, it'd be really cool. I thought <laughs> everyone's like, "Wow, it's so it's cool!" Like, well. And then after like five minutes, you'd be like, "Ow." <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, whilst they're crying, they're running to their mum. Mum, I don't want to get that. It's dangerous. Yeah. Um, oh dear. <laughs> yeah, it is. It does give you a headache, I think, personally. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've got to, actually. I've just remembered something. You've, you've reminded me. Thank you, Elijah. You've reminded me of something I've got really big to talk about before we move on to the news. Mm. Um, uh, well, kind of big anyway. But uh, as I say, before I go on to that, have you, ever, have you ever thought it's strange how they made a new? Nintendo 2DS, but it's completely lost the point of being called a 2DS. Because the reason the 2DS was called oh, a 2DS yeah, yeah. is because it's got no flip screen, right? It was a 2DS XL. That's it, the 2DS yeah. XL. But it, it, it's that... just, just a 3DS XL, but without the 3D. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so much more expensive than all of them combined. <laughs> when I, I saw this, understand. When I saw this, I was like, you're taking the mic. Like, what, this, this yeah, because just... I, wanted, I, I wanted to get that one, actually, um, yeah. rather than a 2DS. But then I looked at the hinge. The hinge is weaker than all the other hinges I've seen. I read all the reviews, and they're saying my hinge broke within like a month. Oh, God. And I've still got my <laughs> DS Lite, and it's like as sturdy as ever. And I'm thinking, oh. what on? Like, what? Why? Yeah. What were they thinking? <laughs> what were they thinking? No, I, I'm sorry, but this just makes me laugh every single time. It's like, this could be meme topic, because it literally is... A ripoff 3ds it yeah. is it's just a, it's literally just a 3ds without the 3d feature and it's a week exactly hinge. yeah it's the exact same as the new 3ds but without 3d it should not be yeah. worth more for that why is it called uh, a nintendo 2ds as well like the, I, yeah. I was hoping for a a nintendo 2ds that was larger mm. just like a larger version of the flat you know the, yeah, the I, thought, I thought it had like extra buttons and stuff as well for like... yeah extra buttons and stuff and that would be more fun they said they just made a, literally a, a, a piece of trash. And I was like, they bloody took, hell. They took buttons away. They just made a really wide screen. Yeah. And yeah, made a really weak model, like physically weak. <laughs> a weird, a weird. You might as well just play yes. games on your phone. Like It's just yeah, exactly. a phone that can break easier than your phone. A hundred percent. It's just, it's awful. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, this is, this is, this has always made me, made me laugh. Whenever I think of the Nintendo 2, 2DS XL, like, no, it's not. It's just a trash DS. It's not anything. Yeah. It's just, it's just funny how they're trying to get money there. Mm. But I don't, I don't really I will, know. I will admit, I think the one thing I liked about it was that they had so many unique mm. versions of it. Like, like a Pokeball one and a Pikachu and oh, really? all sorts okay. of unique. Yeah, there's some really, really good looking ones. Oh, fair and enough. They actually had like DLs that stuck out from the casing and everything. So it was oh. that was nice. But then obviously those are like even more expensive. So. I was never going to yeah. get it, but it's nice at least. But it's it's nice to put on the shelf, I would say, for collectors. But yeah, yeah, for collectors, yeah, but not for snaps, practical no. use. <laughs> not yeah. practical use, and so, yeah, so it just snap in a month, as you said. So yeah, yeah. So you want to keep it on your shelf and never touch it, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it's for. Uh, yeah, um, 
yeah, really not worth it for the price, I don't think. Yeah. Um, but this week, Elijah, I hacked my friend's DS for me. My mate, um, he, he has a, and I fixed it as well. Um, he has a Nintendo 3DS XL, um, not a new one, just a Nintendo 3DS XL. And it was, uh, it's very rare. Um, Yoshi, it was Yoshi. Uh, Yoshi limited edition so it was like Yoshi eggs on it and stuff Um, but basically when he was younger um, he like battered it to bits like when I say that I mean it was it was in one piece it was it was nice but when he was younger of course when he was like he had it when he was like how about I'm talking you're talking about 12 years old uh, he like but damaged the screen so the screen was normal it looked fine it turned on fine everything was working fine but the, the screen right you could not use it at all and um if you look online and the screen, if you look online uh, for 3DS troubleshooting issues and the screen doesn't work, it says get a toothbrush and scrub the sides. And I was like, well, okay, what? I did that uh, because because there's dust around the sides, right? Uh, right okay. Apparently, that weighs weighs the screen uh, down in the corners that you don't see. So if right. you get a toothbrush and just brush the sides, apparently it gets it out. Um, but <laughs> uh, I did that and absolutely nothing. So I was like, right, we're actually going to have to do the proper way and take the DS apart. Um, so I literally took the entire 3DS apart, unscrewed all the screws, took me ages. Uh, don't know why Nintendo put so many bloody screws into the thing. Uh, <laughs> but actually, I got to the motherboard. And uh, in the bottom of the motherboard, you've got the, the the screen. And the taping that was connected to the screen completely been uh, the taping, which is like connected to a little connector that makes more sense uh was not connected to its to its point to its right, point okay. where it's supposed to be connected to sounds a bit it doesn't make much sense um but basically yeah it's, all i did is plug that back in open it you know do it all back up and it worked because mm. i was like, fine right, yeah. and then he wanted to me to hack it now the main reason was the same reason um that you wanted the cia file he wanted all the old pokemon games on there um so i hacked it for him and then I got uh, the special. I'll, I'll tell you about the tell you how to tell you after the podcast how to do it. Um, you got the special uh, ROM hack software. Where I, then I got all the ROMs that I got for the old games um, and the save files to go along with it, so you can save the game. Um, and then I put it into this software. You know, blah blah blah. Done. He's got Pokemon Black on there, Pokemon Soul Silver, and all that lot, and uh, and Heart Gold as well. And um, yeah, and you can even change the settings in this software. Uh, it's called Twilight something. Uh, I forgot what it's called now. Twilight. I think, yeah, something. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, and you can you can change like the FPS rate. You can change the yeah 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 every, everything like that. So it's really really good. Um, but yeah, he's enjoying it now. In the past few days, he's been playing Pokemon. He's messaging me, "Hey mate, I love this." Yes. Mm. Three days I don't hear anything from him because he's just so busy playing. <laughs> That's good though. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been. It's doing my doing my good deed of the month and fix someone else's DS for them and hack mm. it for them. I quite like it. I might do yeah. that, you know, for yeah, a job. Secret tech whiz, yeah. Secret tech whiz. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's funny. I mean, because people actually get paid to get their 3DSs hacked, but if you can do it yourself... Yeah, yeah, I don't get why people... I think yeah. people are just too scared to meddle with their DS. Because, mm. I mean, obviously, if you put enough research into it... Like, I have no... I yeah. suck at technology. But yeah, I managed yeah. to... Like, I managed to watch... What, maybe three or four YouTube tutorials and I pretty much figured it out. Like just followed along different tutorials, seeing which was the best one for me. And it wasn't that hard. It was just, all I had to do was buy a adapter to plug in my SD card into my, um, my laptop. And that was, that was all I really needed. That's all you need. Or or with me, my laptop already has the SD card adapter inside it, which which was really handy. Cause I just pop that inside and yeah, you're done. All you need to do is like 
literally follow the steps. You have to add lots of them on the friends list, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lot, if you add yeah. a really weird, glitchy me-looking thing on the phone. Oh, that's horrifying. Don't let, it, don't let it put you off for anyone thinking of um, <laughs> that kind of day. Don't, put, don't let it put you off. Also, yeah. don't worry about, like, back in the day, people will be like, oh, Nintendo will blacklist your account. You won't be able to use the DS anymore. Mm, they haven't yeah. done that for so long. You don't. They're not going to suddenly be like, okay, all the hacked DSs we're mm. going to... They're gonna down. blacklist them. Yeah, like they're, they're closing the eShop. You can they don't care anymore. They're, they're leaving yeah. the console, so they're letting us do whatever they're, we want with it, really. They basically left the console to us. And yeah, so taken now over. obviously they, yeah. they know we're gonna be hacking it more often. Yeah. Or more people are gonna be hacking it. But yeah, yeah if anyone wants to hack their DS, don't be scared. Just yeah. find a good tutorial and like you'll find it's not hard. It takes like a couple of hours, but it's worth it. Hundred uh, percent. Very inspirational speech, gotta say. Because I, because uh, <laughs> so, I, I think I agree. Because um, I would say uh, actually one of our first, our first ever podcast uh, episode be uploaded to here, episode thirty-one, I believe. Um, it's called "Why Modifying Your DS Slash Hacking Your DS in Twenty Twenty Three Is the Best Step Forward." Hmm. It is because yeah. honestly, there's there's not much you can do without a hack DS, right? Hack DS is like the new the new three DS software, right? Because it's with the current 3DS, there's no updates. There's no fun. The yeah, eShop's yeah. shut. It's like, oh... It's, you you it's can all... get updates with a hacked 3DS, which yeah, is... Yeah, you get updates. You can get, um, obviously, they're all, they're all fan-made updates, but they're mm. from, like, trusted, you know, actual yeah, people GitHub. who know what they're doing. Yeah. They're not going to... You're not going to update your DS and suddenly you can't use it anymore. Exactly. You're going to update it and you're going to get new features. It's brilliant. The, so, new features. Modded, like, there's modded emulated games on there. There's so yeah. much you can do there's, with there's, the universal updates. There's updater. hundreds of thousands of people mm. who have hacked DSs and they all trust mm. these people and it's all they're all you know, it's a community it's not like it's, it's a community some, yeah it's like it's it. dodgy dave on the internet telling you hack your ds and i'm going to steal your information you know, it's DS a community all, all working together yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's, it's nice it's you it's trusted yeah um, more now than it was back then 100 percent. it's like it's like a community 100 percent. i can you can actually feel that within the universal updater there's a community of of people who love nintendo and who know how to do modifying and stuff who have, yeah you know, they, they want to keep it alive yeah yeah, they've created things like Theme Plaza, and um, you can mm. get badges as well. Download badges, you can download themes. Oh, the themes! They're, I've they're got amazing. So, I've, yeah, I've got I think twelve themes that shuffle, um, and they're all they're all so good. They're you all can so have good. Custom sounds for everything. Yeah, well. so you can click on something, click back, and you hear like mm. like um, one of the ones I have is from Persona Five, and it's a it's a shop. Mm. But a I think shop, it's funny yeah. because you turn your DS on and he says hello. And you click back on something, and he says, "Oh, come again," and stuff like that. It's, it's nice. Wow, it's, yeah, it's funny. It's, yeah. it's engaging, you know. So it's, it is. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. I did when I hacked my mates DS this week. I put the Pokemon Black and White theme on there. So the top was the oh, was it Reshiram? I think. Uh, yeah, Reshiram on the top, and Zekroman on the bottom. Mm. And then we had the music. There's some really nice music playing uh, yeah, from yeah. Pokemon. And then when he opened his DS, when you go to the Pokemon Center in any Nintendo game. It makes that when you put your Pokemon into the, the woman and she heals them, blah blah blah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That little tune that plays. Oh, so that's when you, great. When you open your DS, it makes that little tune. It's like ah, oh, I love. Really, yeah, it's really sweet. Yeah, it adds <laughs> yeah. more character to your DS that you already love. Exactly. It's, it's so worth doing. Yeah. And there's splash screens that have also been yeah, added. Yeah, yeah. So you can when you power on your DS, it mean if you can if you want to do this, you have a little like a like a saver screen that comes on. And then, mm. then it goes into the actual DS. But anyway, yeah. Those 100%. ones are optional, but yeah, it's still 
It's optional as well. It's It's all optional and it's all a ton of fun. But anyway, moving on to the news of the week. Uh, More of a smaller, more more of a smaller, more of another discussion segment this one is. Uh, We've got uh, Final Super Mario Bros. movie trailer is released. Let's read what it says. A little more than two weeks ago, Nintendo confirmed that the last trailer for the Super Mario Bros. movie will be would be releasing via Super Mario Bros. Movie Direct on March 9th. <clears throat> well, March 9th, March 9th is today. Well, it's not because we're recording on the 11th, but, you know, we've seen it. Um, to, it and as promised, the Direct has aired and the trailer has been officially released. A large portion of the trailer focuses on the previously rele- revealed Mario Kart race that the movie will have. By the way, guys, this will be a spoiler alert. If you've not gone and seen the trailer, go and have a look at it now, or just listen to us if you want to have a spoil it for you. Uh, have you seen the? If, first of all, have you seen the trailer? I have, yeah. Yeah. So, what 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 are your thoughts on this first? What's your thoughts on the Mario movie? I don't think I've ever asked you. Yeah, yeah. So, at first, I heard a reaction to a lot of like like a lot of people, mm. where you know the movie was announced. I thought, oh, that's really cool. You know, there's never been a Mario movie before. Yeah, because we great, like a nice like a properly animated one. Mm. Um, then we saw the cast, and I kind of laughed a lot, but um, <laughs> <laughs> like many people did, because I just I didn't know where it would go. Other than yeah, like, other than Jack Black as Bowser, I couldn't see it happening. Yeah, yeah. particularly with the Italian accent gone, I was like, no. Yeah, it wasn't because Chris Pat. He's a great. He's a great actor, but he just sounds the same in everything he does. Like, <laughs> yeah. When I when I because when I hear this, I think of Emmett from the Lego Movie. Like, yeah. That's all I can hear. Uh, yeah, I can or like Star Lord or something. Like, I just hear Chris Pratt rather than Mario. Mm. But I think over time I've gotten used to it and I've accepted yeah. it. And now I think you know he's he's uh, he's passionate about it. Mm. There was a couple of interviews where he looked really tired and people were like, "Oh, he's not caring about it." But you know, <laughs> he, he's tired, so you can't blame him. Yeah, but he is. Um, he's putting but, a lot of effort in. Pretending to be Mario is tiring work, you know. <laughs> of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think the movie looks good so far. I think mm. the voice acting is better than we all thought it would be. Mm. My only issue is Donkey Kong kind of sounds just like a nerdy weirdo. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. Really. <laughs> I, I do understand. Yeah. Because growing weird. up, I grew up with Smash Bros. Brawl and I played mm. like Subspace Emissary, which is a story mode of all the Smash Bros. characters. Mm. And Donkey Kong has always been this like kind of big, powerful, intimidating character. Yeah. And then he's kind of been turned into Mario's sidekick who's just like yeah. goofy and funny. But it's like... I don't like the voice. I think it mm. kind of, you know, he's no longer intimidating. He's now just some guy who exists yeah. with Mario. For us, yeah. They kind of took that away from him. But everyone else, Toad, I didn't think um, mm. Michael Keaton would be able to actually do a good Toad voice, but he's brilliant at it. He's pulled you it know, off, yeah. Charles is good with Luigi. I'm surprised mm. about that. Um, yeah. And that Taylor something, <laughs> I forgot her name. But yeah, yeah. Pete, that's a good voice as well. But yeah, any. I think all the voices are good. It's just my problem is Donkey Kong. But the direction yeah. of the movie, I think, looks good. It looks like mm. it will be, in, you know, entertaining, interesting, and it's kind of drawing from all aspects of the whole Mario franchise. So mm. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm. I totally agree. To be fair, um, I thought that it was quite funny the scene where Donkey Kong actually bit Mario up, and then I was like, in the in the last trailer, he is his sidekick, and I was like. Hmm, you yeah, know, it changed. I don't know. I mean, it's it, not, it could be two yeah. different. Who knows? It could be Donkey Kong and his long lost brother. We don't know. But, <laughs> who knows? But, who knows? But, yeah. But, yeah, it's a very, very big, very big change. In it's, it is. Yeah. Um, I've got several opinions on the on the whole movie since this since the other trailers have been released. Uh, number one, yet yeah, the movie looks absolutely smashing, really good. Um, I'm really excited personally because, um, 
it's always hard, I think, to create a movie off a game without making it look too tacky or yeah. too, you know, particularly because Mario is a platform game, right? It's going to mm. be hard to make it into a, actually a thriller, like a, a movie, a drama, um, which is animated. So they have, uh, this has definitely been a lot of pressure on them to create a storyline that works so it's not going to get too boring. And um, they've, they've really, they've, hit, they've mastered all the voices. I do agree, the Donkey Kong voice does sound a bit weird and the Mario voice does sound a bit weird. Jack Black, 100% really good. Uh, I love that Bowser's voice is really really good <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Peach is just you know sounds like a girl normal <laughs> you know, what, it's what just a female like? yeah, yeah. It, it has always um, it has always dawned on me though I did talk about this on a, a, a solo episode that I did what my thoughts on the Mario movie were as uh, the, the trailer hmm. um, we haven't seen Yoshi um, true have we yeah, yeah. It's, 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 been, it's been quite it dawned on me we only see one scene um, with Yoshi's, um, and that is in the first, very first trailer, and it's actually for one second, and that is a, it's like a, it's like a herd of Yoshi's running across uh, a jungle, and they're they're running across the stream, and uh, there's like this pink one that just kind of looks up and looks at the sky, and then it immediately cuts to the next scene. Mm. Um, so I'm like, hmm. I, mean, I don't know if they're gonna. I mean, I don't know if Yoshi's going to have a voice actor really, because all they ever really say is Yoshi. Yeah. And then they just <laughs> yeah. things, and that's it. <laughs> so, so I, I don't, don't know how much yeah. it's going to be. Mm. Yeah, it's like the like the Goombas and the Coopers. It will probably just be miscellaneous voice actors. Yeah, the the goons and things like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like the things like Goombas and stuff. Yeah, there's mm. going to be those little those little weird Watsit characters that no one really talks about. Um, yeah, like the Beetle things and stuff that are going to have just little sound effect noises, I guess. Um, yeah, and then you've there'll be, got like, there'll be a person voicing them, but they're just going to be making mm. noises like. They're not going to be making sense, yeah. Like yeah. English. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I definitely think um, Yoshi has to be in the movie, though. I'm just saying this now; like, he has to be because he's like he was always when he was introduced by Nintendo. He was like Mario's sort of pal, like he like they would, he would ride on him and stuff, and he was really fun to play on the on the Game Boy and stuff when he came out. Mm. Um, so that we need we need Yoshi in in the movie. I'm just saying that now. We need him in the movie for me to enjoy it fully. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm look, I'm looking forward to see where Yoshi is. Um, I'm really really excited also because if you, you ever thought the, they've literally packed in every single aspect of Mario, um, mm. almost um, including the. I mean, I, I mentioned this to Rowan. If you notice in the very first trailer, there's a scene where Bowser, um, he has this sort of altercation with that King Penguin. Yeah, yeah. That is a scene taken from the very first ever Mario 3D game, Mario 64. Mm. And that that's really kind of long forgotten in this movie, right? This mm. is a scene on Mario 64. There's a scene in the game somewhere where Bowser and the Penguins are like doing some sort of like like sort of argument, and then Bowser breathes a fireball onto them, and they fall down the cliff. And that's mm. in that's in the very first ever like pretty glitchy Mario sixty four game. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and that, that they've actually took they've actually they've actually realised that, and they've taken that and they put it in the movie being released this year. And I'm like, wow, that's that's yeah. really really quite nice. I think they actually. I think because not, the, yeah, because the creators of Mario are backing it as well. Mm. They're gonna they they're gonna remember all of the stuff that they've done over the over the decades with this character and all the games that they've done. So they want to put in as many references as they can, of course. Yeah, that, that's really good amazing. that they're paying attention to the detail. Yeah. That's why it's so amazing. And it's it's I'm so excited. And the fact that they've they've managed to add Mario Kart. This is what was <laughs> yeah. quite amazing. The, the trailer the latest trailer actually focuses more on Mario Kart. Hmm. 
And um, the fact they've actually managed to add this in, I'm like, this is going to be pretty hard to pull off. You've got the storyline, the platforms, and then you've got Mario Kart. Where's that going to go in? Yeah, by the <laughs> looks of it, um, again, spoilers for anyone who hasn't you know, seen it yet, but um, by the looks of it, it's Rainbow Road, but it looks like they were just running away from Bowser and his people. Yeah. So I feel like they're probably just going to tie it in where they're not actually having a race. They're just kind of <laughs> probably going from yeah. like one planet to another or something along yeah. Rainbow Road. And they're being chased. I think that's how that's not like the most cohesive yeah. way of fitting it in. Um, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely like a chase, didn't it? With the yeah, yeah. the cannons and stuff being fired at them. But it's um, great, yeah. They yeah. got all the all the Mario Kart power ups and things mm. in a realistic, well, not realistic, you know, but Bit the way that fits in the movie. Yeah, mm. I think that's that's really talented, to be fair. And I'm really looking mm. forward to see this come out. Um, we'll definitely give you our opinion when it actually comes out. Course, hopefully yeah. have Rowan on for that episode as well so it'll be all three of us talking about what we thought of this this great release because um before we move on i was gonna say did you did you did you ever feel how did you feel about the first ever nintendo didn't even budget this film there's a film that was released like in 19 something something i don't know it was called the super mario movie and it was like really 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 crap no it was like so bad that the actors were like drunk while filming and they, even the actors said it was rubbish did you, did you hear about this film i've never heard of it no oh no just just type in old mario movie and you're gonna get mm-hmm. the surprises okay. nintendo actually i think sued them or something like it wasn't oh, even... wow. <laughs> it's so bad oh wow <laughs> it, was, yeah, it was so bad that it's actually funny to watch um yeah i mean i've seen the um mm. the uh, anime the old animated mario and luigi tv shows that were, like, like they were showing um when I was a kid, you'd see them on like Sunday morning TV. Yeah, and, they're not that bad. But that's, so, yeah, those yeah. were those were funny. Those were actually they were really funny. Good. Yeah, they were, they were um, good. But this I was actually... why they can't bring back those voice actors because <laughs> yeah, like, as much as I love Chris Pratt, like he did sound like you know kind of yeah. New York and but also like you know New York Italian accent in the animated thought... thing. Uh, yeah, like, hmm. Hmm. I always thought though, you know, there there are within the acting world, a lot of actors actually have the skill to change their accent very well, like. Mm. Um, I think Peaky Blinders, you know, that TV show, The yeah. Gangster, that actually, they did, they did that really well, right? So you had uh, Sam Neill, who portrayed the, the head officer. Uh, he put on an Irish accent, and then uh, Tommy Shelby, being played by Cillian Murphy, um, Cillian Murphy's actually Irish, and yet he pulled off a really, really good uh, Birmingham Birmingham accent. Mm, yeah. So that's an, that's an example of actors actually uh, going outside the box and actually really, really showing that they can put on an entirely different accent to their own. Yeah, but I feel like then, there are, then there are some yeah. famous actors like like no, like no Chris shade Pratt. To, no shade to Chris Pratt, but it's just yeah. he does sound the same in a lot of the things he does. It's just like it's, a, I yeah. get that his voice can fit a lot of characters, but he mm. needs to try. I don't know. I don't know if it's him or if it's the movie direction. They probably just told him, you yeah. know, just read the lines. They didn't really tell him like you have to do an Italian accent. But I'd it would have be been good to have some did. accent. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, if I was Chris Pratt and I had the option, he could have at least, as much as I, as much as I love him as an actor, um, he could have at least put in the effort to try and adopt that sort of accent. Yeah, you know, yeah. practice doing the accent and see how it goes from there, because he could have, he could have, he could have made it way better than it actually is. But yeah. we can't complain. It's it's already been made. It's already being yeah, produced. There's, there's in, a difference because um, yeah. you know you know Samuel Jackson. Mm. He pretty much plays Samuel Jackson in every movie he's in. Yeah, he does, he does the same kind of acting, but because he's such a legend and because he's really funny and he's really good at acting, he pulls it off. He pulls it yeah. off. He, he's you're like, oh, that's that's him. No matter what movie he's in, you can tell it's mm. it's just his character. Yeah, and it works. But with then with Chris Pratt, 
although he's been in the, he's been in a variety of different roles, I feel like he can't do the same thing every time and expect it to always yeah. work so well. And I think this is the first time that you know someone's finally you know all Realized the Mario it. fans are finally like no, like, <laughs> it's too it's, it's too just, it's just yeah. Yeah. It's not. They, they think it's not right, and I think. I mean, I'm not one to judge his acting career, of course, but I'm saying like maybe now mm. in the future it'll be more open to yeah. different types of acting or voice acting, whatever. A hundred percent, because sadly, I think he got. I mean, he got to the point where people were getting abusive. Apparently, like people were sending him hate and saying, yeah. "Why? Why did you do this?" And I can understand people people get emotional about this sort of thing because Mario is such a massive thing to mm. to so many people. But Super Mario, they. The, I can understand, right? Because I completely agree. Super Mario has been his his signature sort of characteristic is that he is Italian. Mm. Like he's an Italian plumber. Like everyone likes his little "Here we go" sort of you know voice. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's, it's, it's iconic. Yeah. It's iconic, exactly. It's like what makes Mario Mario, mm. and you're kind of yeah. taking a large portion of what makes him Mario out, and that's that's why so many people are upset, and I can understand why. And uh, yeah, it's sad. There's never, there's never yeah. a need to go as far as like sending mm. so much hate to someone. Like, yeah. really, you can you can voice your concerns about something. Like, mm. I'm, I don't hate Chris Pratt. I don't dislike him at all. I think he's he's still a brilliant actor. Yeah, I just think there obviously there are better choices for this movie. Hundred percent. Yeah, we could all be proven wrong. The thing is, if we see the movie and by the end of it we go, like we you know we get used to the voice and we think, you know, actually that was pretty good. Mm. It wasn't. It couldn't. It wasn't like the best it could have been, but it wasn't bad at all. It was really good still. Yeah, so we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, there's no need to be sending him hate like directly yeah. to him. Like, well, my mum was telling me that. It's. I mean, hundred percent. I mean, we can disagree. I think most of us do disagree uh, that his voice uh, should have been Italian. That it, should, it shouldn't have been American. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's no, there is no need for people to be sending him hate. And I'm glad that's kind of died down now. I think. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. People uh, are getting more yeah. tame the more yeah. they get used to the voice. Yeah. Yeah, people are getting more time to it, which is which is good, and uh, it is a bit of a shame. But you know, I just I'm just interested to see how it all works out. But yeah, I would have preferred an Italian voice, as would have Rowan, as would have you. So yeah, but we're looking forward to it, guys. Uh, do let us know uh, your thoughts by sending into jailsgaming one three five at gmail dot com. But uh, uh, onto the second to last sort of or to third last segment, we've got a small little update here on the new Nintendo Switch. Let's see what they are saying. So. Jeff Grubb, that's a great name, that is. <laughs> Jeff Grubb. <laughs> uh, Jeff Grubb doesn't think Switch Pro or Switch 2 will be the next system, but something in between. Now, this is quite interesting. So it says, Jeff Grubb has. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing at that. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, Jeff Grubb has sparked a number of conversations online regarding his latest talk about the successor to the Nintendo Switch family of systems. Speaking on Kind of Funny Games Daily to celebrate the Nintendo Switch's sixth anniversary, he cryptically said that whatever is next for the Nintendo may not be a slightly higher, slight, slightly higher spec between uh, spec, spec Switch, sorry, or indeed a Nintendo Switch 2, but something in between that allows them to carry over the carry over the users they have gained from the popular Switch platform. This does add up slightly with what Nintendo Pre- President Shintaro Furuaka, um, if I pronounced that rightly, previously said when he mentioned the next system needs to offer a new experience from what came before. So basically, it's saying that the new system have kind of released something saying it's going to be something they think it's going to be something in between, but not an entirely brand new system. But the president said uh, he'd rather there be an entirely new experience. So is that a bit conflicting? I don't know. Hmm. It's a bit contradictory between you know these two different people working in Nintendo mm. have different ideas. Kind of, it kind of makes us think 
maybe we won't get this system so soon if they still haven't really decided on what they're doing. Yeah. But I think what the president was saying makes sense. Like, because they've always off, they've always mm. strived for a new experience mm. from the Wii, you know, to all the different DSs and the Wii U and, yeah. and Nintendo Switch was very different from all of them. It kind of combined everything really mm. well. Mm. They they now want to make a new fresh experience that's better than the Switch. Yeah. But they, they probably don't want to call it, you know, the Switch Pro or the Switch 2 because it's going to be its whole new thing. Exactly. So I think that's really exciting. I think that's really, that sounds promising. That yeah. Sounds much better than a, switch pro which i think a lot of us was just expecting you know just an like a, a new nintendo switch that <laughs> another kind of one a new new nintendo switch yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but hopefully hopefully what they're yeah. saying is right and that we are going to get a you know a new experience yeah that that would be awful though the new nintendo switch the new <laughs> the newest nintendo switch <laughs> the latest yeah. nintendo switch and then, then i'll actually probably decide to complain i think i would <laughs> yeah. um but yeah i mean we've already got three nintendo switch models we've got the the switch Lite, the switch normal the yeah the neon one and then the nintendo switch oled which i think hopefully i'm hoping is the last in the series because i don't want to mm. see another switch another like a switch classic like, i'll be like no shut up I don't, I don't want any more switches i want something that's completely new new switch right. oled <laughs> then the new switch oled yeah, that, nice. that would definitely frustrate me 100 percent um but yeah i think i i i totally agree but it's, it is really quite telling that they probably still haven't decided the fact that one of them saying i think it's going to be something in between and the very president himself is saying it's going to be a new experience uh, from they could. They could both be right though, because he did. He did. Um, he did read that. He said he, he cryptically mm. said it. So he could be kind of trying to, you know, one yeah. of them's trying to tease it, and the other one's just outright saying it. <laughs> so yeah, it, yeah, mm. it could be. Um, it could be yeah. a new a new Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <A> new... <laughs> I don't want to say that though. Um, yeah, I think I think. Yeah. Even if it is in the Switch family, I think it, if it's offering a new experience, it'll be a new kind of Switch, mm, like how the Wii U was in the Wii family. It was yeah. a very different console, and it yeah. paired up with the Wii. So I feel like it might be something like that. Mm, that makes more, a lot more sense actually, because the Wii U is very differently built and in mm. looks and but and it still, uh, yeah, it still then works with the Wii. But so it still works with then, the Wii. Yeah, that is in between a Switch Pro or a Switch Two. Having yeah, a, what they, I don't know what they'd call it. I'm not going to call it a Switch U. That's the Switch U. Strange, but um, they'll think <laughs> yeah. of some name for it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's interesting because I don't know what it would look like, what the model would be, what it would change. Because it can't be another. Mm. I feel like I want them to bring back a home console, and yeah, not have everything in handheld. You know, mm, that is that is a pretty good point. Like I've always really struggled with this. Like I'm I'm trying to think what this is. This has got to be what they struggle with. Actually, trying to think of what the actual design is going to be like. Is it going to mm. be another flat sort of handheld? Is it? It's def- they can't go backwards on themselves. They can't make another you know flip screen. It's yeah, like yeah. it's going to be hard, and they can't copy the Xbox or the PlayStation and make you know. Um, they've already kind of got that with the Nintendo Switch. They've got those little handhelds, uh, yeah. which is similar to the Xbox. Um, you can you can dock your Switch to have it on your TV, but it's not the same as having it as a home console. Exactly. And everyone yeah. wants a more powerful Switch, so mm. wouldn't it make sense for them to make like a, a kind of like a a knockoff, like not not you know not mm. not knockoff, but like I don't know how to explain it. A side. A side yeah. console that's also a home, you know, it's a home console, it's a proper, it would have more power, it would have more capabilities. Yeah, like a box. It could, yeah, yeah, it could actually then rival, you know, yeah. like the PlayStation, Xbox, and things like that properly. The Nintendo PC, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they do with it, but yeah, it will, yeah, that would work, I feel like. 
Yeah, because for instance, yeah, if you take the PlayStation Five, which is, if I'm correct, it goes to 4K. I think. Mm. I think, yeah, it's like really, really, really good. Um, it can go up. To, it can run up to 4K. Uh, but it's because it's got you know an entire big ass box, and you can like literally, it's a massive white thing, um, with two with two like flaps on it. And I'm like, okay, that's, that, that 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 is that's what it is. It's a home console. It's not supposed to be portable. But then mm. again. That would be nice from Nintendo, but then again, if we think about what Nintendo's always been about, it's always been about portability. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm also conflicted mm. with my own idea because it's mm. I'd want a home console if it means it's more powerful. Mm. But then the direction that they've been taking it is more and more portability and more flexibility. Exactly. So if, if the new Switch model was a home console, I think everyone would be disappointed in that. Mm. Like, although there'd be like a part of us that's like, oh, we're happy. A lot of people would also be like, well. I really enjoy, you know, taking it on the go mm. and playing games like, you know, not in front of the TV, but outside or in my bedroom or whatever. Mm. Like that. Yeah. A lot of people will be disappointed as, you know, because it's like people will be like, well, why isn't it going on? And then people yeah. will start to think that the Nintendo Switch is starting to produce home consoles instead of portable consoles. And they'll be like, well, what about the old portable, portable consoles? We loved it when it was like that. So it's going to be. I it's think hard lot, to tell what they're going to do. It's, it is pretty hard yeah. to tell. Um, it's it's going to be. It's, I think it's quite a tough decision for Nintendo. To be fair, to keep thinking as, as a business, you got to keep thinking, haven't you? Particularly, yeah. they've got so much weight on their shoulders. Um, and they've done so much. Mm. Like they've expanded so much and tried so many different things in the past. Yeah, there's not that many options available for them in this direction. Exactly. So that's, <laughs> is... that's why I can't think of what they're going to do. It is. It, I mean, we, I we think... just. Yeah. We, we just know that something's coming. That's all we know. It's like it's it's, it's really quite interesting. Is it? We know something's coming. It's either going to be good or bad. That's what that's all I can think yeah. of. <laughs> that's quite scary feeling, to be fair. But I think we're in that point of life where technology has almost hit a midlife crisis. If you think about it, like look at the iPhone, like the iPhone 14. What is it? Got one button and one more pixel in the camera, and it's uh, yeah. worth I 100 was, more pounds. I just got a new phone, and I was so frustrated trying to find a phone with a headphone jack. Oh because yeah! All the modern phones don't have one with a headphone jack, mm. and in the end, I ended up going with one that didn't have a headphone jack because mm. they were just so much better than the phones with a headphone jack. Yeah, like, it's just. But why remove it? There's no need to. There's still space in the phone to have it, but they just. I don't yeah. understand the direction that everything's being oversimplified. I know, right? And I think it just it just yeah. makes. I mean, I get it, it's a money thing. I now have to buy three different adapters. <laughs> to do different things from my from my new phone which is awful like it's a waste of money really because it should yeah. it should already have things built into it mm. but yeah uh, it's all a big money making scheme but yeah it's is I'm, I'm not happy it, it. i think it's bollocks that they removed the the uh headphone jack like what's the point that actually frustrated me so much i can't if i want to yeah. get an iphone 10 or an iphone 11 i can't get the headphone i can't have earphones with it i've got to get AirPods. Not... Yeah, I think yeah, I think because everyone, every mobile company now has their own yeah. like, Bluetooth headset or Bluetooth earphones, whatever. Exactly. And they all want you to buy them. So now, you know, they they remove the headphone jack. And yeah. Make you pay for adapters and all this stuff. So to kind of push you towards going to Bluetooth. Exactly. But obviously, a lot of this Bluetooth stuff is very very expensive. Yeah, so exactly. Mm. Again, I yeah. can. It's really frustrating. I mean, the only did you what did you eventually settle on like an iPhone 11 or was it? 
No, no, I've got an Android. I've got a Samsung oh, an Android, Galaxy yeah. S20. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice, good stuff. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm an iPhone user, and uh, the only the last iPhone that uses an headphone jack is an iPhone 8. And I'm like, mm. I can't. I want to get an iPhone with a good camera. An iPhone 8, as long as it has a good camera, it's like, well, the iPhone 12 looks much more better, but it hasn't got a headphone jack, and it's extremely yeah, expensive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think dear. it's mad that there's 14 iPhones. I had the last <laughs> iPhone I had was an iPhone 5s. Yeah, and that that was when I was in secondary school. So that was that like did the job, you know? <laughs> yeah, and that did the job. Obviously, it's like iPhones are made of glass. You drop it once, and you've entire you shattered the entire thing. <laughs> so that was yeah. a problem because it is you know it's in shambles mm. after I used it in school. But yeah, having that like having the iPhone 5s, and now I have like a friend who tells me, oh, I just got an iPhone 14. I'm like, it's There's like, 14 of them. What? <laughs> How did that happen, mate? Like, so quick. Since when? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it is. It is. I. I. My first ever iPhone was an iPhone four. So you've up up me there by one. <laughs> so I got an iPhone four, and I've. I think I've still got it. I probably could put it in a museum and like get a lot of money for that. <laughs> uh, but it's literally a small, tiny iPhone. It's about as thick as a brick. Yeah. Uh, to to be sarcastic. Um. But it's it's literally. And it still it still runs things like Snapchat on it and stuff. I'm quite amazed. Um, but it's literally the fact that there's 14 iPhones is is like kind of like, come on, guys, what are you gonna do next? Like, 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 do what? you need to introduce a new phone every year or two new phones every year? Exactly. You don't really. It's like you don't imagine if, imagine if Xbox and PlayStation made a new console every year. Yeah, the changes, no the changes would be minimal, and that's what's happening with phones as well. The changes are barely there. Exactly. Like, so like... Every year it's slightly upgraded, but is it really worth? A grand yeah. for a new phone. That's so expensive. Yeah, it's so expensive. Yeah, a few yeah. changes. It's, well, you could just mm. get an iPhone 10 that does the job, does everything normally. Like it's just got yeah, a bit yeah. a good nice camera. It's like, well, would you? Would you? This is this is the whole paradox. Um, if that's the right word to use. That there's they've got the iPhone 13, and the iPhone 14. Everyone's like, what do we do? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, because 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 the iPhone 13 and the iPhone 14 are literally the same. <laughs> there's nothing there's literally nothing there's literally like one little button called a night mode button but you can literally t- it just makes no sense it's like it's just yeah it's like the oh. phone that i the phone that i got is a few years old yeah. um but there are four different versions of the phone and oh. i had to spend hours researching every single different version of it because they all have differences but they're so minimal it's hard to actually tell which is mm. the best and their prices all range like and it feels a bit random so mm. i had to look at so many different youtube like tech reviews Saying mm. like, should you get this one or this one? This one, it's like, I, I just want a phone, man. I, I just want a phone, phone mate. <laughs> I just want a yeah. decent phone. I don't really care about yeah. like a specific feature that this one has. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I don't need it. <laughs> it's ridiculous, to be fair, and I think it's quite. I'm as just someone who's going to sit back and watch. It's just funny to see how everybody has come to a point where it's like, there's going to be, there's got to be a change in the tide, but what's it going to be? Because I can't see anything else. Yeah, like, yeah. we're the best possible thing we're at now but then again i'm like maybe 20 years ago that's what we thought with technology back then can we we can probably not get any better than this i don't know um but yeah i don't know mm. will, will i get feel like better? i've been a bit too cynical this podcast <laughs> um but yeah no. it's, uh, it's a it's yeah. a shame but yeah back to the nintendo switch um back to the nintendo switch, will be, yeah. yeah i think the future will be exciting we don't know what's going to happen but mm. with them saying that they want a new experience that sounds good to me it does sound good, and uh, from Nintendo, really are pulling off a lot of stuff. Uh, from making their own movie studio now, but having to see a lot more Nintendo movies, like Nintendo Pictures. Now it's called. Um, they're now going to pull off you know, the Mario movie. I think it was one of their first. I think Detective Pikachu as well. They oh, yeah, own yeah. that. 
Nintendo Nintendo Pictures. Uh, they're also producing Pikachu Detective Pikachu Two. So mm. not not only have they now got they're not only a console owning company, they're now a movie owning company. They they've got their own picture studios. They've got their own yeah, movie studio. Expanded studios. greatly. Yeah. yeah, they've expanded even more. So there's a lot of. I'm really excited, and I guess we're all going to find out in the next the next year or so when the Nintendo Switch, the new Nintendo Switch, hopefully it's not called that, uh, <laughs> comes out. But anyway, for our new segment of the podcast, quite interestedly, I've given this to you, Elijah, to uh, to take care of because you are a music a Nintendo music uh, YouTuber. For those of you who probably don't know exactly what that is, explain briefly again. What what do you do again on your YouTube? Yeah, so I, I take old video game music and I will remake it, remaster it mm. with more modern sounds, uh, sometimes in different genres, uh, different styles or different styles of like, like a, another composer. But it's uh, mainly in my own style. But people seem to people seem to enjoy it, so I keep doing it. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun, yeah. Particularly, was it your Ace Attorney album did really well? Was yeah, it... people. Mo- I think most of my subscribers are here for Ace Attorney. Yeah. And I, I only release one of those albums a year because mm. that's like my big... You know, my big thing that always gets the views. Um, so I'm saving mm. that for, for later this year. But everyone yeah. keeps, I get a lot of requests being like, oh, can you do this Ace Attorney thing? And I have yeah. to be like, sorry, just wait for the album. <laughs> wait for the album, guys. Yeah, but it, it, I guess it was... I listened to those music um, tracks that you remastered from the game and it was it was really good. I've got to say from me, well done. Well done. Mm, it's really good. I enjoyed the music. And the music... Game music is a whole entire, almost genre, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. It's amazing, and it's 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 amazing in its own wonderful way. It can be emotional, particularly the game we're about to talk about now. Um, but uh, yeah, go, definitely go check out um, Elijah's YouTube channel, which will be in the description below. A program now going on called Buy Me a Coffee. I can see. So, I do. Yes, yes. So that's for that. any of my supporters who want to, you know, give a couple of quid to help the channel keep going. And if you do, you get I think what there's twelve posts. So there's twelve. Um, original songs and remasters that are private that are only for those people who have paid. Oh, wow. So it's, um, yeah. So it's, it's, only a, it's a couple of quid. If you have a spare couple of quid and you like my content, it'd be very much appreciated. But obviously no pressure to anyone who, like, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. an option. Yeah, it's an option. That's that's really good. Yeah, I might, I might put a few quid in maybe. Who knows? Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you could, you could do, you could probably move as you get more time, I guess. You could probably, you ever thought about doing like requests, like taking requests, like get paid, paid to make music for people yeah at the at the moment i do i do requests for free because i feel like i'm oh, not yeah. at the standard that i want to be where i charge people for requests i'd rather do oh, I'd, yeah, I'd rather yeah. have open requests on the channel for, for i think another half year at least good good yeah um, good idea to work you yeah. out to that point i mean I think once the channel's hit two years old i think then i'll be happy with the level i'm at and then i can be like okay i yeah. may start charging for requests because i do get quite a few yeah, thought, well, I'm kind of messing out on money. Um, of course, well, the more things, but yeah. the more free stuff you do, it, you know, the more I think attention you'll get. Well, this guy does. He just you just requests, and more people get involved, right? So you can get you can make more and more music. Audience gradually gets bigger to the point where you're like, right, I'm going to charge a couple of quid. People still do it, and they they because you've got that audience that have been backed up who've liked your music from before. Mm. So that's really good. So yeah, hundred percent. Go and check you out. Um, for, for those of you who don't know, but talking of requests, uh, we did have a viewer. Who wrote in um, when when I asked uh, when I asked about people sending questions for you as, you as you're a Nintendo music producer guest? We had someone actually write in saying they wanted a Mario Kart um, album, and yes. you actually done a Mario Kart album. Yeah, now. I did it. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so for, those, um, for that listener, uh, maybe they, maybe they've already heard it, but uh, yeah. you know, 
go and check it out. I think he definitely deserves more views and subscribers because the music you do is really, really, really good. And it definitely needs to be checked out. So for all of the think about it, guys, we've got 8.7 thousand listeners from all over the world on our platforms. Why don't you all go and subscribe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get uh, 8.1 thousand subscribers. But I also wish they did that with our podcast uh, YouTube channel as well because, uh, but they've not done that. Uh, we've only got 15 subscribers. You've got a lot of views though. Your videos, I think you're really good at with titles and thumbnails. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, because because I've seen a lot of your. I've been trying to take notes as well because a lot of my I change my thumbnails a lot. Oh. Um, to kind of match with the you know the the tide of how YouTube is flowing. It's all like um, algorithm, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, to work with the algorithm. It's never, my never, it's never mm. clickbaity, and I'm never going to expect to get mad views because it's music. You can't really. Yeah. Video game music is not a big part of YouTube, so there's always going to be a small corner mm. of you know of the internet. But there's that tight community there, so I'm happy there. But yeah, I yeah. changed um, my thumbnails quite a few times to mm. kind of fit with other other music YouTubers and their thumbnails, and that has yeah. worked for me. But you, you've got really like catchy, you know, the kind of thing that someone who's yeah. never heard your channel before they'll click on your video. Oh, thank you. Yeah, like, I've uh, seen this. You've got like what some videos of like almost 500 views or something like that. Yeah, on, it's on your podcast channel. Um, yeah, it's good. Thank you. It's just how the I got. I, I guess of like. Uh, people's attention haven't I so I'm like well the podcast we're just sitting me and Rowan me and you anyone we're just sitting down talking about Nintendo but in order to get people's attention I need to make the episode eye grabbing and people are going to mm. start to click on it and then they're like hmm they may, they may not listen to it all at that point because the thumbnail is what they came there for but then they're like maybe I'll I'll listen to that later on uh, and there's now I've, now I've added chapters now guys so uh, definitely go and check that out. It's more easier now for you to find out what you want to, want to listen to in the episode. I've now, I've now added, added chapters, which I should have done much sooner. Um, but uh, I think it's, it's a, a good whole... addition. Good addition, yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. Uh, but yeah, before we quickly, <laughs> I've gone on another tangent here. I say, but uh, I think it's quite interesting. There's there's two worlds to podcasting and YouTubing. Um, there's there's a whole audience of people that rather they'd rather listen and they're on the podcast and they, they don't really subscribe. They like to listen from the podcast. And that's where most of all our audience comes from to the point where we can now get monetized, which I'll need to source out very soon. Um, and mm. then, and then on YouTube, it's like a different audience, but they, they're still, they're still out there. So that's why we've now only just started uploading to YouTube and it's doing pretty good. So yeah, it's like, thanks for the support and uh, I'll keep on doing that. Keep mm. on getting those thumbnails out. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do like making thumbnails. They're just really fun. And uh, mm. I need to. I still need to make the thumbnail for this this episode, and I've got to think about what's going what's going to be like. Yeah, mm. keep looking forward I think to we've, it. We've had so many tangents. There's plenty to talk about. Let's oh, right, so. just call it the, the, the a million talent. The, we, could, we could think about like a massive eye grabbing uh, <laughs> uh, thumbnail. We talked about five ta- million tangents. Click on this now, or you'll <laughs> get a spider in your bed tonight. I don't know. If we if we now just say a bunch of words, then you can put them in the, the thumbnail and the title. <laughs> Mister Beast. Uh, what else is popular? Yeah. <laughs> Mister Beast. Just, Zena random stuff. Yeah. Anything, yes, fun. Click on it; it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I think I think the Mr. Beast, video, the Mr. B, the Mr. Beast video got quite a lot of views because I've got yeah, Mr. That's, Beast. That's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that, that was hilarious. Um, but yeah, it's thanks catchy for, it. for a for a wider audience. I think that's why. Yeah, those yeah. kind of things are good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's. I think you can. You get better at it the more you do it. That's what I'll yeah. say. But anyway, uh, we've got a new segment uh, for our uh, for Elijah to take care of because he is really uh, an expert on all the Nintendo music, Nintendo music in games and stuff from old to new. And uh, basically, what we're going to do each week is he's going to choose a track, um, a track or 
two tracks or something from a game that he likes and he's going to talk about it. I'm going to listen to it as well, why he likes it and, you know, basically why it's, why it's a good track. I don't know, it's, it's your segment. Take it away. What do you, what's going on this week? This week I've, uh, I've chosen a track called Satoru Marsh. It's mm. from a game called Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh, I've I love chosen that game. The, uh, yeah. the definitive edition of the game because that's the remastered. Just sounds better, looks better. So, mm. um, I want to talk about how it's quite unique and how you know Xenoblade has a lot of dynamic music, which means when you while you're like exploring an overworld, it changes from day to night and the music will change with it. Yeah. So, right. music adding like so much to video games. You know, without it, there wouldn't be any immersion. Like, oh, the, yeah. the game would be much worse. 100%. So whenever you're, whether you're exploring a dungeon, examining a crime scene, or driving a car, music is necessary for building atmosphere. 100%. Yeah. So in Xenoblade, it's always, there's always music playing uh, when you're out in the overworld or in a battle or whatever. Yeah. And it's really, the, the, I think the series is well known for its stunning visual, vis, uh, visuals mm. and really creative world design. So it brings a, it plays a big part in bringing these locations to life and giving an extra layer of depth to the game. Mm, I 100% absolutely agree with you because without music, the world wouldn't go around either. <laughs> the music is music. I love music so much. And yeah, it brings a lot to um, the environment. It and brings the, it the visual alive. media. It pairs well. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So one popular area in Xenoblade Chronicles is Satoru Marsh, spelled S A T O R L for anyone interested. Um, so during yeah during the day it's quite foggy and dull and it's generally just an ugly area, mm. but during nighttime it's completely different. Trees light up, some sort of mystical gas is released into the air, and mm. the clouds clear to reveal like a starry night sky. It's, oh. it's a sight to behold, even for a video game. Is there like fireflies as well flying around? Yeah, yeah, like kind of like the tree leaves are almost like their own unique kind of firefly thing, oh, and it's great wow. because during the day you'll see the trees are dead, you know, it's a swampy ugly marshland and it looks it looks miserable yeah. the music is quite relaxed chilled out a bit mysterious yeah you know, it starts with um the daytime theme just starts with bass and then something like twinkling piano comes in mm. and um you'll hear a, a bunch of synthesizers play a melody it does pick up and it gets quite then it gets you know energetic and vibrant mm. but for the most part it is a very you know kind of quiet theme in a way quite a mysterious landscape as well yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, with Satoru Marsh, the visuals are no, uh, visuals alone are enough to engage the player, but the music is what really ties it all together. Mm. It's like the nighttime theme; it's gentle and relaxing, but it's really moving. So mm. initially, it's it's soothing, it's gentle, it's quiet. There's a choir, uh, there's an oboe playing the melody. It's like mm. gentle strings, and it matches the visual cues. If you see it going from day to night, the music like perfectly blends as yeah. the trees light up. So it's um. I recommend everyone just go on Google Images, find Satoru Marsh, and like look at look at it, and then you can look at the music for it as well, and you'll yeah. see how well it pairs. Um, yeah, but it, yeah, it builds up, becomes really emotional, and all of this together, you know, the music moving from gentle to powerful, the prepossessing visuals, and the mood of the area is what makes it so incredibly popular, in my opinion. Mm. It's one of my and many other fans' favorite places in, in Xenoblade. Yeah, I, I mean. First of all, where to start? Like, I'll, I'll link. I'll link actually. I'll link these two these two song tracks, uh, Satoru Marsh, Day and Night, uh, in the description of this episode. If you're on YouTube or podcast, go to the description and check it out. Um, but yeah, when you when you sent these to me this morning, I listened to the you know the the day song, and I was like, 
I loved how it did not get boring. It was moving. It was emotional. It was, it was energetic, and it got it built the it built it kept on building up. Like you, it didn't stop. It was like a general music track. That's the thing I liked about it. You know how it, it didn't ever get boring because I, mm. I do feel in some video games you've got that generic sound playing in the back. Yeah, and it can loop a lot in some it games loops. as well. Where it's the um, you know, it's mm. the same thing over and over. But yeah, it's um, mm. yeah, because I talked a lot about the the visuals. Because I think that's what makes these tracks unique is because they match the visuals so perfectly. 100%. And because, because there's such a big contrast in the day and night. Whereas like the other day and night areas of Xenoblade are pretty much the same. It's just darker at night. And mm. it's a very calm kind of gentle version of the day theme. Mm. But these do have their own unique themes. Mm. And although they have similarities with like, the, you know, kind of like twinkling piano and the, and the general strings choir thing that kind of comes in. Yeah. yeah, there is there are similarities and similarities in the melody as well, but they're still both very different and very unique. Exactly, and that's the... what I think it makes it great. It's definitely worth listening to because mm. the, the tracks themselves they're very popular. They're not the most popular out of them. I, have, I don't think I've actually seen either of them in anyone's like top ten favorite Xenoblade. Oh like, really? Tracklist. Wow. Yeah, which is surprising because that's I surprising. Quite, yeah. Yeah, they got a decent amount of views on YouTube, and I thought, oh, these are quite. It's a very popular area. I feel like people more talk about the visuals than the music. Yeah, uh, they I don't think, realize that the music yeah. actually brings the visuals to life. It does. Without the music, you're just looking at a pretty screensaver. But with the music, you're <laughs> immersed in the world. Yeah, and it makes you feel like you're, you know, you've been like whisked away into this alternate reality. It's brilliant. Yeah, because music, if you think about it, music, whatever genre it is, is always emotion provoking. You're always going to get emotions being that you never felt before just being brought to the surface when you listen to a certain when that note hits in a, in a music track and that's why in in films particularly it's so the music is so it's talked about a lot it's used a lot and music kind of enhances the film so much more think of your favorite movie right think of it now mm. and think of it without music it'd be so different wouldn't it yeah exactly yeah, it'd be yeah. so much more different and that's the exact same in games um, and I think different games do it differently. Like if you play Mario, then you're not the music is just fun, happy, clappy. It's like not anything to get emotional about. If you're playing a big game like I don't know Xenoblade, Persona Five, Final Fantasy, these big RPG emotional storyline games um, with you know stunning graphics, you're gonna want the music to be uh, as stunning as the graphics are. If that makes sense, yeah, so yeah, the, the, mu- the, you want music the music can to do, stun you. Yeah, the music can do so much. Where like. You can mm. foreshadow things as well. Exactly. Like um, with the day theme, it sounds really mysterious and a bit ominous, and it's mm. fun for a for a section of it. But then it goes right back to being ominous. Yeah. And that's because the you know, you might not know. You might go in daytime and never find at nighttime that it's a completely different, beautiful place. But that's yeah. why there's that mysterious element to it. It's like this is really ugly and really dull. But mm. if you actually stay a while, then you learn. Oh, this area is actually wonderful, and the music's now very peaceful and very, you know, lighthearted and yeah, it's, mm. it's really sweet, yeah that's what's really nice how it's like a completely different environment at night and i've only played xenoblade once on my friend my friend's 3ds xl but i want to get the switch version as soon as possible and check this out because mm. this is this is definitely the, the music I, this, even if you don't if, even if you've never played xenoblade and you're not into it go and check this out because the music is just so nice yeah um, uh, xenoblade chronicles 3 soundtrack got nominated for uh, uh what yeah. was it i got nominated at the game awards for oh, one of wow. the best soundtracks, which is really obviously surpri- yeah. definitely earned because these soundtracks are incredible. Yeah, I'm not surprised that so, these yeah, check them out, everyone. 
Uh, check them out. Yeah, this the thing I like about it again is there's no loop because I think in most games there's there's a loop, aren't there? Even in Animal Crossing, there's like a bit of a loop. It keeps them going, keeps them going, mm. and it's just like isn't they're all yeah they they all um even in Xenoblade there are they they do loop but they loop after a few minutes, That's which it. is very yeah. different than most other games, especially from this era because this came out on the Wii originally. Mm. And then it was moved to the 3DS, and now it's on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. So for a game on the Wii, where most loops will be like 40 seconds long, mm. having a three-minute full song, and then it loops, it's like yeah, it's, it's a lot of effort went into the, the soundtrack of this game. That's what I like about it. And for the time you're in that area, in like Staral Marsh, something. Satoru, yeah. Satoru, that's it. Satoru Marsh. Um, while you're in that area, you're not going to be in there for like. I mean, you're going to be in there, but you're not going to really notice the loop because the song is a few minutes and there's so much detail put into the song. You're going yeah, to yeah. kind of just be immersed. And that, that's the thing. If you've got stunning music and stunning visuals, you're going to be immersed. And then the nighttime, the nighttime track, I'd just like to say, it's just so emotional, emotionally beautiful, almost, in a way. It's, mm. it's very, very, very uh, specific as well. And it, that's what I like about it. It's definitely, definitely go check it out. And yeah, 100%. Yeah, they, I feel they, like it sounds sounds yeah. it sounds quite obvious that you know music is key to immersion and atmosphere, but a lot of the time people will pawn off video game music as like oh it's just it's, just, it's not proper music it's just video game music, mm. but they don't actually take a step like a second to just stop and listen yeah. and realize yeah. this wouldn't be the same without this and this is like really like, these are professional composers these are probably yeah. people who have music degrees and all sorts they know mm. what they're doing they're not just you know, they're not like a half-assed musician who just makes video game music. They put all their effort yeah. into it, and they deserve that same respect. They should. This is an, they should understand that these are exclusive tracks made specifically for the Nintendo game, yeah. whatever, whatever it is. And that's why they should definitely. That's why I think people like you are important. They're bringing the they're bringing attention to the Nintendo music, the video game producers. You're remastering the old music to say, look, this was great stuff. And I'm glad yeah. I can do that because I do get quite a few comments on my channel where it's like, oh, I haven't heard this before. This is really good. Yeah. Like, oh, well, well done. I haven't heard this in years. I forgot. I completely forgot about this game. That's exactly. exactly. I think that's good. I want to bring back people's mm. like understanding of how video game music affects the actual game itself and how just good it is. 100%. And how worth your time it is to listen to this stuff. Yeah, it is definitely worth the time. That's why I think it is that's so important to have these people out there because each music, each again, each music tracking games were worked. But these were, these were tracks that were worked hard on people like professional, professional musicians worked hard on these tracks and they've got lost over time. So the fact that we're reproducing them, it's just like, wow, mm. this is, this is so good to the modern society who are into the modern games can look back and be like, wow. And that then introduces them to the older games. And then that's where uh, a bit of a joke, you know, hacking your 3DS comes in. You can enjoy those old games yeah, without yeah. having to pay a hundred pounds. But anyway, yeah, thanks for that. This was uh, a really, really good segment. I think yeah. I talked more about the visuals, but you get the idea of how the music, that's, that's why this music is unique. And that's why I like it because it, it's made for the visuals, but it stands on its own as well. But then when paired yeah. together, it brings it all to life so perfectly. That's that's what's really amazing. But yeah, I'm looking forward to see seeing what other tracks you have in store for us over the next few weeks and months to come. Yeah. But anyway, on to our last segment. It's been a really long episode, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, it's been it's been a great to, to to speak with you. Just me hear me and Elijah just ramble, I guess. Uh, mm. But we've got we can't miss out our precious viewers and listeners 
they've uh, we've got a question sent in today from uh, from Quinton. I like that name, Quinton. Hmm. Hey there, hey there, Jude and Elijah. I've been listening to this podcast for a while now, and it keeps me busy on my Saturday evenings when I am gaming. My current gaming list includes Final Fantasy, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Splatoon Three, and Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Oh, good choices. Yeah. Mix. Good choices. <laughs> my question, my question is for you both. If you could rank all your games in a collection, in collection, in your collection, from your most favourite to least favourite. What would your ranking list be? Keep up the great work and all the best, Quinton, New Jersey. Wow, that's a, that's a massive ask, that is. Um, I have too many games to obviously rank that, yeah. but should we do a top three or top five or something like that? Yeah, let's go for top five, because he, yeah, he, obviously, he obviously wants all of them, but unfortunately, it's going to take us about another hour to go and rank up all of our old <laughs> games. So let's do, let's do top five. Let's do top all five. Right, right. Do you want to start? Okay, so roughly, let me think. Um, okay, so... First of all, for those of you guys who know me, I'm more of a Nintendo 3DS player at the moment. I've not got my own Nintendo Switch, which I'm hoping to get um, very soon. Uh, but while I do play my Nintendo Switch, I play it. Uh, I play my friend's Nintendo Switch and I borrow his. But this is about me. This is about the games that I play. It's going to be all 3DS related. So let's let's start. I'm opening up my drawer. What have we got first? I'm going to say my first favourite ever game for the Nintendo 3DS, number one, is going to be Animal Crossing New Horizons. Mm. So, uh, that's, that's, my, that's, my first, that's my first game in the list. Um, just because it's just an amazing game. That's my favourite. That's number one, I would say. Uh, because it's just an amazing game. Again, we talked about this at the beginning. You can create your own island. You know, have play with friends without with free of charge. There's no membership. Um, and yeah, it's a lot of creativity options. Yes, it's very different to New Horizons, but I 100% recommend it. Let's see. Second in my list, um, I've got to say, oh, this is not talked about that much, but I've got to say, this is my second most favorite. Yokai Watch. Yokai Watch. Ah, yes. Yes, I love this game. Uh, the version I've got, uh, Fleshy Souls. That's my one. Hmm. And the, the main, uh, basically, to break it down, Yokai Watch is 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 it's one of those monster catching games, just like Pokemon, but it's very different style. Um, uh, very very well put together. I think a lot of people don't appreciate how much this series ma- means. Uh, memories it brings back to me as well, and I, I don't think people really appreciate how much effort was put into this game. That the detail, the attention to detail, is really good um, in the in, in this game. Uh, so the, the 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 map, the scenery, the the size of the map is really well put together. Like it's based on it's based upon Japan, and you collect like yokai, which are like monsters and demons and things in the in the Japanese world of uh, of myth, and you can collect them by using this little watch. So, uh, yeah, and you can you fight them and stuff, and train them to fight each other and collect rare ones. It's it's all about strategy. But yeah, yokai watch, fleshy souls or bony spirits. That's that's got to be it. That's got to be number two. Swiftly moving on, number three, I've got to say, Tom and Actually Life. Mm, it's, okay. uh, it's like the it's like the me version of the Sims. Um, uh, with instead of like Sims, it's me's. Um, and yeah, you kind of create your family and friends and just see what happens. They fight each other, they marry each other, they break up with each other, they do all sorts of stuff, all on a massive island with lots of things to do. But yeah, it's, it, it, that's my my it has a lot of memories attached. So that's got to be my. My third favourite. Fourth favourite. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see if I can look at all my games. It's probably going to be Mario Kart 7. Um, hmm, okay. this, this, is, this is a really fun game. Um, 
I would say. It's, it's got a lot of memories attached to it. I love Mario Kart in general, so definitely give it a try. Number And then number five on my list, my last and final, has got to be uh, Fantasy Life, um, which is a hidden gem, I would say. Um, it's, You've talked about that before, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's an RPG. Um, it's it's really good, basically. It's got it's got day and night, and you literally it's an open world map, and there's so much to do, so much to explore, so much to unlock as well. And you can literally be anything. You can be a fisherman. You can be a, and it's it's really well. It's got its own style to it as well. But yeah, hundred percent, go and check that out. But yeah, briefly, I managed to cram that in. I think that I do all right. <laughs> five five top games. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah, that's what I think. What do you think of my ranking? Is it all right? I think that's that's an interesting choice. That's quite nice, actually. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's good that you have a hidden gem in your top five because yeah. always that will bring more light to the game. Always. Exactly. I like and I've heard you attention. praise that game a lot in the past as well. So yeah, hopefully people enjoy it. Yeah, that's that's my top five. So what about you? What's your top five? Well, my top my top five. Two of my top five aren't Nintendo games. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Mm, yeah. So I, I, my favorite game. My favorite game of all time is Skyrim. Oh, which Skyrim. Is, um, yeah, yeah the Elder game. Scrolls V, Skyrim. It's a, well, over a decade old uh, adventure RPG kind of game. Mm. I have, I think, what, over 800 hours in the game, so I've got quite a oh, lot of wow. time. Yeah, because you can, you can play the game in so many different ways, and that's what yeah. I like about it. There's so many different ways to go through like different kinds mm. of um, character builds. That's the word, yeah. It's like a almost like a Viking esque sort of feel to it. That's what I got when I played the game. Yeah, yeah, it's got yeah. little towns, harsh weather, sort of. Yeah, I, mean, I, lo- I love I love Skyrim. Anyway, what what, what else you got on the list? The uh, number Skyrim. two is another is a hidden gem. Um, mm, it's nice. a game for the Xbox 360 and PS3. Yeah, it's called uh, it's called Skate Two. It's Skate Two. I, it's a game that I grew up with. I think it came out in 2009. I got it soon after it came out. Oh um, yeah, skateboarder. Yeah, so, so it's, it's it's just a skateboarding game, and has a really, it's just I have so many fond memory fond memories of that game, mm. and it's got a you know it's got a lovable set of characters, and it's just it's good controls, fun game, good, oh, good. vibes all around. Yeah, great soundtrack as well. Oh nice, <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> My go. number three, I would say, is Ace Attorney: Trials and Tribulations. Yep, no, he's got to be in there. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, of course, where's yeah. Ace gone? Yep. Yeah, the third, my third favorite game of all time is definitely that. Yeah, my yeah. that's the that's the third game in the series. Uh, yep. It's got some. I picked that one out of the rest of them because it's got my favorite characters in it. It's got the most, I think, mature themes out of a lot of them. They're all like funny, silly, goofy, but yeah. that one has some dark undertones, which is a bit nicer to kind which of. Which is nicer to to deal with. That's yeah, the Nintendo actually, DS. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you can get yeah. uh, more attached to it that way. I feel like. But that's yeah. that's my third favorite game. Yeah. Um, fourth would probably be Xenoblade Chronicles, the first oh, one, because right. I played it on the Wii. I haven't the played it on the Switch because I don't have a Switch, unfortunately. But yeah, but on the on the Wii, I remember playing it, and the story is still, I think, my favorite. One of my favorite stories, just full stop. Like even beating movies and books and all sorts for me. Cause it's yeah, just, it's really really enticing. The characters and the voice acting is so. It's so good. It's so mm. emotional. Like it pulls at your heart all, in all the right ways. Like it's brilliant. I saw quite a funny video I might send to you uh, just mm. before we recorded. Uh, called the it was it was the the storyline of Xenoblade in fifty seconds. 
<laughs> yeah, is it by someone called Flyan? Yes, that's yeah, it. Yeah, I've been watching it for a few years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, really animated. It's just like, oh, you're you're the enemy. No, he's the enemy. No, he's yeah, the enemy. No, I'm the enemy. To sum it up, there's a lot of plot twists, but um, <laughs> it is yeah. um, it is a uh, worth your time for anyone who has either a Wii, a 3DS, or or a, a Nintendo Switch. I would say is one of the best JRPGs out there. Like, oh, wow. yeah, it's really, 100%. it's so worth your time. It's a long game, but it's you know it's, it's really worth good. It in the end, yeah, worth it in the end. Well, but what's, the, what's my, the next uh, one? I think my fifth and final one would be Pokemon Black Two. Oh yes, again Black another too. nostalgia trip. I have I think five hundred hours in that game from my childhood. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it's just a good Pokemon game. I think it's the I think it's one of the best Pokemon games. Yeah, uh, Pokemon especially Black, from the yeah. DS era. It's really yeah. nice. I, I, I've, I've got. I love playing them. Sometimes on my 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 DS, I've got the. I've managed to get it on my DS now with the CIA files, and it's just, mm. it's just so amazing. You've got it's the it's the first time they like they got rid of the pixels, and you got a little character running around on there. It's just really nice. I yeah, think. it's good. It's a good story. I think it's got the most. Again, um, the Gen Gen Five of Pokemon has the most mature story. I think that's why I like it as well. More yeah, more mature. Ones, it's, yeah, it's got some. It's like they they talk about Pokemon slavery and things like that, saying like, "Yeah, are you right to keep your Pokemon in the Pokeball?" And I think that's a good question to ask. Like, yeah, the, that's, that's... especially for children, they need to learn that. They, they need to learn they can't just they need to learn this capture can't... anything and force it to fight for them. Um, yeah. There needs to be some sort of repercussion to that. But this, I think this, it's uh, yeah. it's good. It's I think it's, it's fun, a. Yeah. We could talk on, on another whole episode about Pokemon law. Like it's just mm. amazing. I love Pokemon law. It's just so profound and so interesting. But uh, yeah, it's it yeah. is it, yeah. I, I love a bit of old Pokemon games, and yeah, I really think that's an interesting choice. But there you mm. go, Quinton. You put yeah, out... those are our top five. Yeah, those are our top five. You put our minds to the test, and I'm glad you're enjoying the podcast. And that's that's from Quinton from New Jersey. Nice place. Mm. I mean, I've, never, I've never been there. I don't know why I said it's a nice place. <laughs> <laughs> is it a nice place? I don't know. But uh, uh, it must be if Quinton's from there. Exactly. If Quinton's from there, it's got to be a good place. It makes <laughs> us frank all our games. Great. Anyway, um, before we close off the podcast, a little quick update for all of our listeners out there. Um, I think a lot of people were, were a bit confused. Um, I release, we release episodes so that the audio version gets released on all the platforms on Saturday. So that's today. So the day you're hearing this now, if you're listening, the day we release this is Saturday. Then on Sunday, we release the YouTube video. The reason of that is because it takes about two to three hours to render the video and the thumbnail. So... It will it, the 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 video version will come out on Sunday, and the audio version comes out on Saturday. So that's why people bit, get a bit confused. They're like, the it's not come out on Saturday. No, it's it's on Sunday. So if you're if you're listening on YouTube, look out for us on Sunday. And if you're listening on the podcast as normal, we come out on Saturday as we always have done. And uh, yeah, so if you're on YouTube and you're like, we want to listen to you before. There's, there's no there's no much difference apart from the thumbnail so go check us out on spotify or wherever else but yeah that's that's a quick update but yeah it's been a good episode hasn't it elijah yeah we've had a lot to talk about yeah a lot to talk about indeed a bit too much yeah. to talk about but... <laughs> a, bit, a bit too much but yeah we all like we all like a bit of talking and i'm gonna definitely enjoy adding in those chapters so you can all find your way around mm. our tangents and and, and and talking but anyway uh, that's all for us. That's that's all for us from now. But yeah, please send in your questions and comments to jrsgaming135 at gmail.com. Please subscribe or follow us on whatever platform you're listening from and leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, this will help us out greatly and get the podcast around. Our socials will be in the description below. Our Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, website and Discord, including Elijah's YouTube channel. And I'll also link the music that we talked about in the description below. But until then, it's a goodbye from me. 
and a goodbye from me. Mm-hmm.